When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Are you looking to sell or buy your home or looking for an investment property? Look no further. BlackWealthRenaissance.com offers a free realtor directory with realtors located across the country to help you meet your goals. Just go to BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. That's BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. Thank you for listening to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate, review, and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear feedback from you guys. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode 19 of the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast. David Bellard here checking in with my co-host for the episode, Jalen Clark. What's good, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all doing, man? So happy to be here. Happy to be on this podcast with a great guest we got about to come in. Man, I'm going to let my boy introduce him. <laughs> but first, uh, before we get into uh, my boys, Jared and uh, Kelly couldn't make yep. it. They had to work, but you know how it is. We on that grind trying to make it, man. But yeah, yeah. on this episode, we have none other than us with Mr. Chris Johnson. The owner of 17 Watches. Yeah. And the Ridge Market. <clears throat> yeah. You may have seen this on our, on our uh, Instagram feed a couple times with some tweets. He's dropping some gems. So I'm pretty sure this man got a lot to say. <laughs> he be dropping them fire tweets. Yeah, like. We're excited to talk to you, yeah, man. Chris, man. how you feeling, bro? Thanks for having me. I wish I would have got episode 17 because that would have just flowed really well. Bro. Damn, that would have been, been great. That would have been great. 
Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool too. It's yeah, all I'm good. Happy to have you here, man. No problem, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you for coming, you coming on, on, man. Bro. That's what it's all about. So, so Chris, man, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I was just gonna say, yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, man. Okay, so the no- the way we normally just start off episodes with each guest, like we just ask them, how did you get to where you currently are, and like, what do you do? Um, a lot of people know about, you know, trying to build brands and stuff, but what does it take to actually build a successful brand that can support itself? Okay, cool. So um, I'll, I'll talk about what I do and then I'll talk about how I got here, right? So I Best. own 17 watches uh, and we're going on our fourth year. I started back in 2015 when I was living overseas in Germany. I used to be in the army. Uh, and then I own the Ridge Market. And what the Ridge Market is, is a company that builds brands for people. So the same way that I have 17 watches, somebody might want a watch company, a headphone company, you know, whatever the case is, doorbell, like electric doorbell, whatever it is, you know, anything that you can find at Best Buy, Target, it could be made into a brand and then an individual person or maybe like a small team can, you know, go out there and get their sales and pretty much replicate what I did with 17. So what it took to get here, I think really looking back in retrospect, because, you know, the company is able to sustain on its own, but what it took to get here was, I think it took a lot of creativity. You know, when you don't have money to start, you got to use creativity. You know, what happens is when people start to make a little bit money, they start throwing money at their problems. But in reality, creativity is going to solve your problems, you know? So um, the quick fix to a lot of things are, uh, to a lot of problems are throw some money at it, throw some money at it. But in reality, you got to sit and think through, through things. Another like aspect that helped me get to where I was or to where I'm at is following my own lead, right? So sometimes you see a company, you know, like, so I'm a watch company. I might look at what another watch company is doing and try to replicate what they're doing. And I think a lot of brand owners, business owners go wrong doing this, right? Because what happens is, let's say somebody wants to replicate you guys' podcast and you guys put out a podcast or you guys put out maybe a series of podcasts and then I go, all right, cool, I'm going to do exactly what they did. What I'm failing to realize is that it took you guys time to think about these strategies, like these podcast series that you roll out, you might have thought about three months ago, four months ago, right? Five months ago, even been longer. The planning could have been even longer. So by me trying to replicate, I'm pretty much chasing your past, you know? So just kind of finding your own voice, your own lane to walk in is will lead you to be, you know, like the king of your own hill. Facts. I like that. Yeah. I really like that because that's a good lesson for a lot of people because I know a lot of times I talk about not reinventing the wheel. But when I when I mean stuff like that, you got to take that type of stuff into account as well. Like that's the part that often doesn't get articulated with reinventing the wheel. Yeah, you gotta you can use the same general process, but you gotta tweak something somewhere in there if you're trying to make yourself separate from the pack. Exactly. And then my personality is different than the next person. Your personalities are different than the next person. Therefore, you know, you want something that feels authentic to you, you know. Yeah, because you, you can't win being nobody else but yourself, honestly. Like you can't That's fake and be somebody else, like and think you're gonna do it better than them. It doesn't happen like that same thing with brands so same thing with businesses you i can't come in the game trying to out rolex rolex you know or yeah 
or maybe it's Nixon. You know, I can't out Nixon, Nixon, but I could be the best 17th watches that there is, you know? Yeah. And eventually, like, just following your own path and being your own person. You cut your own way. You make your own lane into your market, and next thing you know, 17 might be yeah, yeah, better yeah. than the Rolex. Exactly. Might so, be an Armani, better than Armani or whatever, you know? But that's what happens. It's like, you know, you stay true to you stay true to your own uh, your own creativity. You stay true to your own message. You stay true to your own fan base. And then this is what happens. You start to make lane for yourself, but going to follow other people is kind of like, you know, uh, you're following things that they've already done. So they're they're innovating, trying to go somewhere else, and you're trying to keep up with their paths. You know. So if you think about it, like maybe in the car industry, if everyone wants to go move to electric cars, they're going to spend millions and billions of dollars trying to compete with tesla but what tesla has out currently they've already started developing five years ago you know so uh that's but and there's a price to pay when you try to follow you know with the with the leaders doing yep most definitely man already dropping some bombs that pretty much explains you know how i got to where i got you know like just with the thought process at least yeah, yeah. So now I really want to get into the watch company though, because like seventeen watches, I I seen them and I heard about them before I heard about you. Mm-hmm. I see, I think I heard about it through uh, Charles's podcast. Yeah, yeah, and so, that, that thing was pretty good, man. That, that, like I was like, hey, that's a smooth watch. I I just want to know how did you create that brand, bro? All right, so check this out. In twenty fifteen, I was living in Germany. I was in the army, like I mentioned earlier, and. I was already collecting watches. So everywhere that I would go throughout Europe, I would stop. If I went to Italy, I get a, I get a watch. I go to the mall. You know, if I go to France, if I'm in a big city, I go to a mall, buy a watch. And then this is like, I'm starting to realize like I'm buying things that are other people's creations. You know, like how could I make like, because I remember specifically one time I went to a mall in Venice, Italy. And I was like, man, this watch is dope. I'm getting ready to drop, you know, 200, $300 on a watch. I'm like, but if I designed it, I would change the hands to red or I would change the numbers this way. I'm like, well, there's no point of talking about it all the time. You know how I would do this, how I'd do that. We love to get caught up in the, this is what I would do, this is what I would do, you know? So sometimes you gotta put your money up and put your, you know, put your money where your mouth is. So when I got back from that trip from Venice, uh, I just went on Google and I said, how do you design a watch? So there was some dude on YouTube who was pretty much teaching people how to design using Adobe Illustrator. And one of his examples was a watch, right? So he's on YouTube showing people for free how to design. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. You know, circles and blah, blah, blah. So he used a watch. So I'm like, all right, let me just, you know, I'll download it, Adobe Illustrator. I paid my little membership and I would just, um, mimic every single thing that he was doing. And then eventually when I got good enough, I said, okay, instead of making the numbers like this, I can make it like this. Instead of adding a shadow here, I can do this. Instead of making this triangle this size, I'm gonna do it this way. So I would just I would just design a watch, delete the design. Design another watch, delete the design. Until I got to the point where I could design a watch in less than an hour, you know? But I just kept trying, delete it, kept trying, delete it. And then, uh, and then I had to decide like, all right, if I am going to make a watch, I can't be all over the place. You know, like I can't have these type of watches, these type of watches. Do I want big, you know, bulky watches? Do I want minimalistic stuff, type stuff? So I had to like find my own lane in these designs. 
So I came up with the first design and then I don't know what to do with it. Like, okay, so I got a design, now what do I do with it, right? So I went back to Google, you know, Google, I got the answer to everything. So I said, how do I do watch manufacturing, right? And then a bunch of, a bunch of watch manufacturing, because you know, Google is, it's an ad search, but I mean, it's a, a result search engine, but it's gonna give you, it's gonna give you the results that they're pretty much paid to give you, you know? So I called everybody on the front page and I'm like, all right, this is what I got. How can I help you? Or like, you know, what's the price point gonna be? How many can you make? And a lot of these people are like, yeah, you make 10,000 watches, we can make them for $200 a piece. And I'm like, why are some so expensive and some so cheap? You know, some people are like, yeah, we'll do it for $5. And some people are like, we'll do it for $200. So I had to go and learn about, okay, certain material makes certain watches more valuable. Certain movements make certain watches more valuable. You know, um, even just being made in different countries. So a watch that's designed or made in Switzerland, you hear people talk about Swiss made watches are gonna be more valuable than in China or whatever the case is, Japan, things like that. So I had to go learn about the actual industry itself. So then I know when I contact the manufacturer, I at least have some type of idea of what I'm talking about, you know? So for, for example, on the front cover of the watch, there's a glass here, right? The material that you use for the glass will dictate how much more money you're gonna pay, you know? So what kind of glass do you wanna use? And when your manufacturers are giving you these options, if you don't understand the difference between using alloy or using stainless steel or using, you know, these different types of glasses, then you can't even negotiate a price. So that's when I found out there was more than just design a watch sending it to a manufacturer. You have to learn a few things first, you know? So when I got done designing and then I found a manufacturer, uh, so I went to, just so y'all out there, if y'all want to get something manufactured, go to www.alibaba.com. They manufacture anything from stools to computers. If you want your own TV brand, they can make it over there, right? So um, I'll send my designs around and I'm getting quotes back. So you can send out a request and say, here's my designs, who can make this? And then all the manufacturers are going to hit you back and say, we can make this, it'll take 30 days. We can make this, it'll take 60 days. These are our prices. These are our prices. And then you just roll with the best one, right? So then um, they were like, you gotta make 200 of them. So at this time on Instagram, I got like 87 followers, right? So I'm popping on Instagram. I got like 87 followers. I, I think on Twitter, I maybe had like 100 or 200 followers on Twitter. And I'm like, all right, if I can grow my social media, then I can get people to buy my watches, right? So Snapchat was popular at the time. So I'm hopping on Snap and I'm just like showing off these little designs that I'm doing. And people are like, hey, are you gonna sell those? Like, why do you keep showing this? Are you gonna sell it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna sell it, I'm gonna sell it. I put, I put all the money up um, that I had like saved for this. I got all these designs sent to me and then uh, I just start selling them. I got the website built and I just start selling them, right? And that's kind of like, you know, the origin of 17th, you know? And I just wanted to do something that was cool to me and I knew if it was cool to me, it'd be cool to other people. So, bro, how long was that process? All right. So, learning, learning about the industry took me about eight months, right? It took me about eight months. But mind you, I'm working full-time, and I'm a full-time student, too. So, after I get done with work, I'll probably just chill for a little bit, and then I'll start doing my schoolwork. And then when that's all said and done, then I'll just, like, research some things because – I needed to understand the basics of establishing a company. Like, I don't know what an LLC is. What does this mean? What are my different options when I'm filing for a legal business structure? You know? Okay, so I have to learn what each one of them are, and then I have to learn which one fits best for me. 
Okay, and then I have to learn, all right, how do you get a business email? How do you do this? How do you do this? So it took me a very long time because there was nobody that was pretty much showing you this is how you can build a brand, this is how you can do that, right? So just me learning about the whole industry and trying to get business set up, you know, the legal way, it probably took me about eight months. And then I had to wait for the manufacturer. So I paid the manufacturer and then that was like a 60 day turnaround, you know, from the time that I submit their designs to the time the designs, you know, got to me. That was like two months. So the whole thing probably took like eight, nine months, you know? So I started at the beginning of 2015, like February, 2015. And then I actually launched like around um, Thanksgiving. So November of 15. Uh, as to know, like just that's a, a powerful example because that's that process that, that you can, in that story, you can really see the benefits of investing in yourself. Yeah. Taking that time to invest yourself. Like we always see the meme. It's like, Six months of hardcore focus can change your life. That's not just a meme. That's real life. Really? Like <laughs> you, you really focus for six months. Yeah, you gonna elevate yourself. And, and what's crazy is, okay, back then the things that I wanted to learn, what I didn't know is I could have leveraged money. I could have leveraged money to pay somebody to teach me these things quickly. You know, so. One part of it is I appreciate that I took the time to go learn all these things. I got a notebook. I'm writing down legal definitions, you know, uh, what will happen if I get sued? What kind of protection I have? Do I need business insurance? Like, I need to learn all these things, right? But now that I'm looking back at it, I could have saved myself a lot of time just by handing, you know, handing a lawyer over 200 bucks and saying, yo, teach me this, you know, or, or can you set this up for me, you know? So sometimes on your journey of business, it's good to pay people to save time. And sometimes you want to um, save money and use time, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Man, I like how in that story too, though, you're, you are collecting watches, but it still was a liability from what I'm looking at. You turn liabilities into an asset, though. So that's so dope, man, because a lot of people, like you have a lot of people that'll just be like, they collect shoes or whatever, and they just got a house full of shoes. But like they don't realize, man, you can make like some people know they can make money off their shoes, but they, they have too much of an emotional attachment to the shoe. So I like how you just took it and you're just like, man, I'm just going to make my own. Then. Yeah, man. Because, turn it from a consumer to a capitalist. Yeah. So what you want to do, there's things that we spend money on every day from when you wake up in the morning and brush your teeth. There goes a brand. There goes Colgate. There goes Sonic if you're using their toothbrush or maybe you're using the Colgate toothbrush. Right. To the underwear you use, to the socks you use. So even if, if you're not passionate about these things, all right, you're about to get up and go work out. You got a pre-workout. You're drinking a branded water. You're drinking branded pre-workout. You drive in a branded car to a branded gym to lift branded weights. You know what I mean? So you start to realize that every single thing is somebody's idea, somebody's creation that they made and you're using it. So now you can make something somebody else can use it. You know, like, so you can contribute intellectually to to the world, you know? Yeah, that's dope. That's a nice way of thinking about it. And I got another question to back off of that, to, well, to piggyback off of that. So, like, how, were you always thinking like this? Like, how did you, when did you be know that you wanted to be, like, an entrepreneur? Like, were you, this was in you, like, whenever you was a kid? Um, yeah, as a kid, I was, like, you know, running the streets, like, hustling, you know, like, trying to make money. But, nah, that's not when it really hit me. I used to do little things when I was younger, when teenager, high school, to make money, right? And but it never hit me like you can do this full time, right? Because you don't you don't really think about scaling as a kid. So, for instance, if I flip something as a kid, I make two hundred dollars. 
that's it. Now what I'm thinking about is how can I spend that $200, right? Yeah. I wasn't thinking, okay, you could just do that 10 more times to have $2,000. Or you can pay somebody to do it for you and they can do it. Each person that you pay can do it 10 more times. You know, you can pay 10 people to do it 10 more times. Now you got 20 grand, you know? So I wasn't thinking about it like that because my mind wasn't like developed at, at you know, at that point. But really what happened was, uh, I have an older cousin who's like my role model, you know? So this dude was like, man, he was just like the idea dude for me to look up to. And he was a big football player. I loved playing football when I was growing up. And I used to follow his tweets all the time. You know, he would tweet to his teammates and all this stuff when he was, he was playing football, at like, you know, a big university. And one day he tweeted, he said, Zecco is the new Facebook, right? So if I say that to y'all, do y'all know what that means? No, exactly right. So I didn't know what it mean, but I want to know everything that this dude is doing. You know what I mean? If you're making moves, I'm making moves too. I'm in your shadow, you know? <laughs> I appointed you to be my mentor, you know? So you know what I did? I went and I looked up what Zecco was. And what Zecco is a brokerage app, you know? So I found out he was buying and selling stocks. So then I text him and I'm like, yo, so I see that you're investing in stocks and stuff. How does that work? So he told me to go read the book, The Intelligent Investor, right? So there, there goes a book for y'all to go read. It's a dry read, but I promise you, you'll benefit like big time for it. So I'm 19 years old, I'm just in my dorm room and I'm reading Intelligent Investor and then I'm slowly start, slowly starting to invest in different companies, right? So after you play in the stock market a while, one thing that you'll learn how to like evaluate a company is what are they doing to make more money, right? What are they gonna do to make more money? How is this company gonna be more valuable in the future? Therefore, the price of the stock will go up, right? And then that's when it kind of hit me. It hit me that every company that you invest in, the answer to how they're going to make more money is all the same. Whether it's Nike, whether it's Boeing, whether it's some oil well, it's all the same. How are they going to make more money? They're going to sell something. It's the, that's, that's how you make money. You have to sell something, right? So that's when it kind of like hit me. I'm like, oh, that's how you make money. If you work for a company, your company sells something. You sell something too to your company, which is your time, but your company is selling something. So if you work for Geico, Geico's selling the insurance to millions of people around the country, and then you're selling your time to Geico, right? So if you wanted to cut out that middleman, I mean, it's not that easy just to set up an insurance company, but in theory, that's what you would do. You sell the insurance, you cut out the middleman, which is Geico, right? If you work for Foot Locker, they're selling shoes, you're selling them your time, you know? And then I just realized that it's a big chain. So... You're selling your time to Foot Locker. Foot Locker selling shoes. Nike selling shoes to Foot Locker. Um, whoever owns the mall is selling space to, to Foot Locker. Whoever owns the bank is selling a loan to build the space. And it just keeps going, right? It just keeps going. So then I realized, like, okay, that's the key to get money. you got to sell something, you know? Uh, but I just didn't know what I wanted to sell. So I, the idea kind of just sat back in my mind for a while. So... This was when I was 19 years old. I said, realizing this, and I didn't watch the company until I was like 23, but it hit me. I'm like, damn, if I keep spending money on these watches, let me design one. So that's pretty much how it all like unfolded. I, it started by me learning about the stock market. And then from that, just that, that, that book right there, that's a, that's a huge one. I hadn't had the chance to read it yet, yeah, me. but you just made me want to read it. Cause I like that. Yeah. That, that the, the way it made that mindset shift. Cause I know like a lot of times we talk about reading and people mention like the rich dad, poor dads and the richest man in Babylon's personal favorites of mine, but you got to continue reading. Like you got to continue that education because so, they got so much good stuff out there. So in almost every aspect of like self-improvement or finance or fitness or whatever, 
there's key elements that have been discovered a very long time ago. So then somebody will write about that. Like you're looking for the origin. The closer you can get to the origin, the better. Because what happens is like, for instance, me and you could both read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then we can create our own books based on what we learn. And our books will be different. But in reality, if you're going to like try to learn, you should probably go read the original book. You know, you're going to like learn the fundamentals. So that's what, you know, the intelligent investor is, is you learning the fundamentals. And um, so what ended up happening is I ended up investing into, I was taking my military money and I would just invest it. I was just investing, 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 and my investments started growing. So when I eventually did want to launch a company, I had the capital to do it. You know, I put my own money up. I didn't take a business loan. I didn't do any of that stuff. I already had made the money because I've been investing in the stock market for like four, four years at the time. I caught some of these companies, you know, when they tripled in value. I'm like, okay, cool. I can sell off a few stocks, get this money, pay this, you know, and pay this manufacturer off. Yeah, that's fine. Because, like, you really set yourself up. And because I, I had wanted to know, like, did you hang around people that was, like, spending their money fast and stuff? Because I know at that age, I, was, I wasn't really, like, thinking the way I am right now. Yeah. I was, like, the one spending my damn money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, this is what I noticed, man. When I was, like, growing up running the streets, all the cool people had cool things, but they didn't have money, right? So, for instance, if I pull up on a block and I got this cut list and, you know, I got some dates on my cut list and I got the sound system and all that stuff, Right, and I'm the cool guy on the block, but I need to ask you to pay for my meal. Or yo, like I can't even go to the water park this weekend because I spent all my money. You're like, damn, I don't got no cool stuff, but I got money, so it'll be good, you know? Like, so that's I realizing that a lot of people go broke. One, trying to impress other people, and two, just trying to um, fulfill like these voids in their own life. You know, like I want to spend money because I feel. I feel insecure in a way, you know, a lot of people won't admit that, but this is the reason why you think you need new clothes all the time. Cause you want to feel fresh, you know, you do something else to feel fresh. True. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, man. I had to, I had to drink some water. <laughs> some high quality. H2O. H2O. You know, you gotta, gotta stay hydrated out there. It's hot this summer. Right here, man. I'm <laughs> yeah, man. Got so, to. But yeah, man, I just realized, bro. I just realized at a young age that, some people, you know, some people got things and some people got money. But you can have things if you go get the money and then spend a small portion of the money on the things, you know, because I like cool stuff. I like, you know, I like, I got a nice car. I like clothes. I like shoes. I like hats. You know, like, I like things. I like watches. I like jewelry. But you go create, you go create an asset to pay for these liabilities. Exactly. It, you don't just keep spending the money. No, you can't. It, one thing like that, I think a lot of people miss out on that part of it is that you're going to have to make them sacrifices. We always talk about it like, okay, you like watches. So when you went out to build the brand, were you still purchasing watches? No. Hell no. <laughs> no, I stopped. <laughs> yeah, I stopped. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to do it because all your money would have been going to other people's brands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And But you know what? When I was coming, like, when I was coming up about to build this company, I even knew that, all right, if I'm going to spend $200 on a watch, $300. Some people got bigger watch expenses. Some people are spending two, 3000 But if I'm going to spend 200 on a watch, I need to make sure I got ten grand in my bank. You know, like, I need to make sure that that watch is not going to hurt me in any way, shape, or form. I got to make sure that if the chips fall, I don't have to return my watch. You know what I mean? So, but it took a long time. Like, so when I was, um, before I got to Germany, I was stationed in Colorado. And a lot of people in the dorms, that's what they would do. We would get paid and they would just go out and give their money to the, to the bar or getting money to the mall. 
you're like, damn, you must not value money if you so quickly to, you know, so quick to hand it over. So I'm like, damn, man, like you say you like money, but the moment you get it, you're spending it, you know, like just put a little bit up, put a little bit up. So maybe when I go to the mall with some of, you know, my army friends and we want to hit the mall, we want to be cool. They might get a few pair of shoes and I might get one. But this one I've been saving for for a while because, you know, I make sure this one pair of shoes ain't never going to hurt me, you know, same thing with cars. So I just, you know, thought that way because I never wanted to be one of those that those people that look wealthy, but didn't have wealth, you know, look rich, didn't have no money, you know, so I'm like, make sure I get the money, make sure I'm secure first. And then I felt like another responsibility for my family because I'm the middle of seven kids. So like how like how would you feel if your brother, your sister, especially like your sisters, because you're leading, you know, these women in your family and they hit you and they say, like, can you help me out with this or can you help me out with that? And you were like, no, nah, I just spent my money on some shoes. You know what I mean? You're like, you don't feel like, you know, you don't feel like you leading the family the right way if you off, you know, tricking off your money or whatever. Yeah. That's dope, bro. Like, like how was that growing up with seven, being yeah, in the middle, people, man? man. <laughs> it's cool because it makes you like less, less selfish, you know, like, and another thing, because I have an extremely big family, I never like relied on friends to do something, you know what I mean? Like, so I never, a lot of people get in trouble hanging out. When you're growing up, you get in trouble hanging out. You out with your friends, y'all doing this, y'all doing that. I'm like, man, or I could go home after football practice and just go beat up on my, my brothers on these video games or, you know what I mean? Like, my sisters. But it was cool, man. But, you know, I grew up poor, so we didn't have nothing. So anything that we did have, we had to split it, you know, like, um, but it was cool though. It was it was fun, man. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So I, I appreciate big families. Oh, that's dope, man. Yeah, now Down I can, here we got pretty big families yeah. too. Like yeah, I got so many cousins, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. bro. So what's crazy is so imagine if everybody can come, you know, get on the same page and you're like, now you're like, yo, we used to meet up and play, you know, we used to get 20 people to roll deep to a football game and run 10 on 10, but now can we get 20 people to put up a thousand dollars, you know? Oh, that's, and that's what we're trying to do. That's, like, that's we're trying to educate our family and everything. Too. Bro, I'm trying to tell them let's buy this franchise, bro, and let's make some money. I got my dad ready. Like, he, it took him a little minute. Like, we started off, at first we wanted to wholesale. Yeah. But that didn't quite work out because that was just us chasing waves. Like, yeah. we was just chasing waves, chasing waves. Uh-huh. But, like, from then, like, I started talking about real estate with him and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, no, man, that's a bad idea. And all of a sudden, he like, hey, I see this house over there. Look like it, wanna be, it might be a good rental. Yeah. I think I might want to invest in that. You trying yeah. to, yeah, like, see, like, making that shift in the family. And that's that's what it's about. I realized there was a good, there's a good way to convince people, like, to teach people things without being too straightforward. So, for instance, if we all riding in a car, let's say y'all my cousins, right? And y'all not on the same stuff I'm on. I'm trying to get y'all on it. And we just ride by. We see some apartments. She's like, damn, bro. There's like 50 units right there. Think about this. Every one of these people got to get up and pay the rent. I won't want to own something like that. You know, you just throw it out there subtly. And you'd be like, and they'd be like, hey, bro, you right, bro. You (laughs) (laughs) got a point, bro. That's all. We work just to pay these people. Like, hey, you know, we could be those people. You know, like we could be the people that people are working to pay and it would happen so much faster if we did it together yeah Yeah. but a lot of what i realized is a lot of uh a lot of credit on my journey goes to me developing my mind you know so you can present i can present two different people with two different with the same exact opportunity and they might respond different depending on how developed they are you know so uh, like y- y'all see, man, like sometimes like when I'll be on Twitter, and I'll say something and like people are going crazy. A lot of things I say are basic. It's just the way that I say it, you know, yeah. like that, and that's of- what I say. 
It's like yeah. it's so simple. You'd be like, man, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, like you put that? it in a way that you just be like, okay. Uh, the other day it was like I seen one was like twelve million uh, millionaires, and I was like, you put the numbers out, and I'm like, damn, I can't be one of those twelve million people. Is it really twelve million people that I feel like are better than me? Twelve million people. So imagine. And then the second tweet under that is like, you think 12 million people work harder than you. You know what I mean? Like you think if you lined up 12 million people and you judge people's work ethic, you're going to be number 12 million and one. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, like, you think if you did it like on creativity or on on you know intellect, you think you're gonna be twelve million and one? Like even if even if on a big enough scale, you might be twelve number one. If you did it on a global scale, you might be number twelve million and one. But if it's just twelve million people, I think I'm a, I'm, I'm trying to be in the top five percent. You know what I mean? Even if I'm wrong, yeah, right. I, I'm arrogance like that. Like these people can't. Not everybody got more money than me, is smarter than me, work harder than me. So what do they know that I don't know, or what are they doing that I'm not doing? So then when these people are giving me advice, then I'm listening. And eventually I became one of those people, you know? So that's the way it works, man. But yeah, like I just say basic things in the most, you know, I just say them in slick ways. <laughs> so man, speaking of the Twitter, man, I know this is something I, I wanted to ask you about, just see if you were really willing to address it, man. There's some people, they were like, I seen on Twitter, there was a little dissent coming your way about you and your business. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I just was wondering if that was like, I seen that you kind of fell off the game on Twitter and then came back and stuff. And I see like, it seemed like you more business focused now. Yeah, so all right, look, check this out. This is what happened on Twitter. So somebody said they did, well, somebody actually, they didn't say they did. They did business with us and then um, they didn't like the way their process was going, right? So when you buy from the Ridge Market, it's a 90-day process, right? They were like on day 74, right? They were on day 74, and they were like, oh, this is taking too long, blah, blah. And the website clearly says 90 days because I'm building you a brand, right? I'm building you a brand. But it's kind of something that I kind of realized that it will happen. It's going to happen every once in a while. You know, I built 850 brands so far. For me to, you know drop the ball on 20 or for me to not see eye to eye on some of the customer, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? So you kind of expect these things to happen anyways. So, um, she requested a refund. So what happens when somebody requests a refund, I send it over to my partner, right? That's another thing that people don't understand is when you have a business structure, it flows. You know what I mean? I, if I go to target and I say, I want a refund, the person who's sweeping at target, isn't going to issue a refund. It's a process, right? So I send it to my partner. We refund her the next day. She goes on Twitter, she goes, oh, I got scammed. I say, okay, how's that a scam? You got your money back. We didn't break 90 days and you got your money back. So a lot of us people, like these folks, black folks, we like to call everything scams, you know what I mean? Like, and it's the quickest way to discredit somebody is to say it's a scam, right? I'm like, bro, think about it like this. Why would I set up a legal business structure, put my full name out there, pay taxes to the government, hire seven employees to scam you? You know what I mean? It don't make no sense. If I was doing it, it would be an anonymous account. You won't have no refunds. We refunded you in 24 hours, you know? So uh, it's, it's just like, so that kind of like was started. And then some, and then another person said, yeah, um, they were slow to respond, blah, blah. Or they didn't respond to me. And I'm like, all right, cool. I take the hit. Nobody else knows who's in the bridge market. I'm just the face of it. You know what I mean? But we have an entire structure. So what I've seen from this is, okay, 
cool, I need to get, I need to get customer service and better order. Or I need to do, so some of the things that people are complaining about, I'm like, you got a point. You know, if you say you sent me an email and my team hasn't responded, you're right, right? But if you say that it's a scam, but you got your money back, you're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not only are you wrong, you're just doing this to try to discredit my work. You know what I mean? Because if you see now what I'm doing on Twitter, is I just do a Ridge Market brand handle or a highlight of the day, right? So if one person's saying I'm a scam, but I got 830 more people who have brands, most of these people are making money, was it that I was a scam or you're impatient? Which one was it? You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. but it kind of like, you know, started off like with this, one person, it just trickled down or whatever. So what happens is one person said this, two people said this, seven people say that, 10 people say that, and you're like, all right, 10 out of 850 is, I'm That's cool. Not, I'll take those out. <laughs> you're not gonna hit one, you're not gonna hit 100%. You're not no. gonna hit 100%, you're never gonna hit 100%, right? So some people understand, some people don't, right? So it's just more like about certain people's mentality. The, the next part about it is, if you were to try to do exactly what I did, you're going to have to deal with issues from manufacturers too, right? So if you go try to build a brand, I could tell you the manufacturer, I could tell you what to do, I could tell you how much it's going to cost. You go deal it, something's going to happen. There's going to be a Chinese New Year's, there's going to be that your sales rep's going to get fired or they're going to get pregnant or they're going to do whatever. You know what I mean? Life is going to happen. So whether you deal with the issues or the Ridge Market deals with the issues, there's going to be issues. But some people are so caught into the consumer mindset and the consumer mindset says this, I gave you $100, give me a watch. But when you want to shift into being the producer, you can't talk to your manufacturers like that, don't work. I give you $10,000 and I got to wait 90 days for this to happen. You know what I mean? Like your manufacturer, there's going to be issues, but not everybody is here. You know, like not everybody understands that. Like, yo, whether Chris does this for you or you do it for yourself, there's going to be issues. So if you don't change your mindset about, you know, patience, nobody can help you. So what I did was I fell back off of Twitter for 10 days. You want to know why? Because people's, people's uh, mindsets, they just chase whatever's the latest and greatest, right? I could disappear for 10 days. Um, Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers. Now everybody's talking about this. This person got traded there. Now everybody's talking about this, this celebrity. Okay, cool. Y'all just going, you know, I'll be back in 10 days, right? But another thing is, uh, so that's why I like kind of fell back. And another thing because is. Because people are fickle. They're so fickle. <laughs> people are very fickle. Yeah, 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 right. And then, okay, and another thing too is um, I've established a lot of I've established a lot of businesses. I've established a lot of hustles that work one with me or two without me. Either way it goes, I'm gonna make money, right? So this happened like on a Thursday. I logged off of Twitter that week. I made ten grand. You know, and I'm like, see, I don't. I was kind of doing a service to a lot of people, you know, because I can make money online or offline. I'm just trying to do a service to my people to show you this is the route, you know. So, man, fuck the Twitter. Like, I wouldn't have been tripping about being off of it for 10 days. I made a grand a day. Like, man, y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> because, yeah, so that's exactly how I think. And I'm just like, all right, I'll fall back. You know what I mean? I'll fall back. But you follow me. I don't follow you. You need this information, or you should want this information if you're into making a better life. And another thing that people need to consider is the message is more important than the messenger because some things popped out from my like personal life, right? And you, you start to say, oh, like, I don't like this dude because this is the way he did or he didn't do that. Like, yeah, but he's teaching you something. You know what I mean? Like, but he's teaching you something. So yeah. if you don't like him, just learn. You know what I mean? Because it's going to change your life and change your family's life. So. That's fake. I think that's a big problem in society a lot of the times, too, in terms of, like, people taking their dislike 
like they, they take the personal factor into things into some matters into that business. don't have yeah. to be personal yeah like business matters like you gotta cut off the emotional ties sometimes yeah. and like with products and people chasing things they have that emotional tie to it so much yeah. because like her she probably was like man this is the last money i got this my my back against the wall but she's not thinking yeah. let me be logical here she's yeah. too emotional yeah. so that could have been just what happened i got a, i got a good example about like mindset so um at the beginning of this year me and my partner we busted two 90-day windows for people, right? Both of these kids were, I shouldn't call them kids. Both of these young men were 20 to 21 years old, right? One person, we said, hey, sorry we're late, but your brand is ready. We were, I think, 10 days late, right? And we said, so your brand is ready. Here it is. Make your final payment, and it's yours. The second dude said, no, why should I pay you? Why should I pay you? Because you were 10 days late, blah, blah, blah. I don't even want it no more, you know? And we are like, all right, cool. We're going to refund right so we refunded him right but mind you he obviously thought that we were up to something good and he's seen another way where he can make money right so what happens is one dude named Vic he paid right Vic made his payment he was like I get it bro so things happen you know um, so he Vic made his payment this other dude did it so what we did was refunded this dude and then we turned around and sold his brand to somebody else right so if you look about if you take out your like take out the emotions right the guy who wanted a refund, you got your original $500 back, but now you're in the same exact spot that you used to be. But I made money off of selling your brand to somebody else because I sell it for more because they don't have to wait, right? And what Vic did is Vic started hustling. Vic started hustling. He started getting bread. He, he hit, you know, $1,000 in a month. Like He just like, oh, okay, I understand things happen. And he just started hustling. So this is how Vic started killing Vic started promoting his company. It was a watch brand. Vic starts promoting his watch brand, his watch brand. He's selling watches. He's selling watches. The Ridge Market opens up um, affiliate program saying, if you help us sell something, we'll give you uh, $150 per sale, right? So then what Vic was smart enough to do is say, if you're curious about the Ridge Market and you want to know from a customer's perspective, call me. Because if you ask Chris about the Ridge Market, of course, Chris is going to be like this, this, and this. I went through the process. I'll tell you everything about the process. But to call me, so all these people start hitting Vic up. So Vic said, actually, I'm going to charge you 20 bucks for to call me, you know? So now Vic is getting paid just to speak on the phone with people, right? And then what happens is some of the people he speak on the phone with, they buy, right? I think he sold like 10 brands in one month, right? So times $175, this dude just made a little bit of money, right? On top of him selling watches. So just like that. He has now one extra source of income, which is his watches. Another source of income, which is the phone calls. The third source of income is the affiliate marketing for the Ridge Market. Just like, but look at these two dudes got the same email on the same day. And it's just mindset, bro. It's just mindset. So, so, yeah, shout out to Vic, man. Vic's killing. <laughs> Vic's I ain't gonna lie. If it would have been me, I wouldn't have been upset. But I would have still thought about it as a business standpoint. I don't want to negotiate with you. I ain't going to lie. I, I thought I Hey, Yeah, so people are like, yeah, you busted this, you busted that. But what's crazy is when you're a business, you don't want to argue back and forth with people, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to argue back and forth with people. The reality, I mean, that's a rule of life, bro. You don't want to argue back no. and forth. You want a good life, you don't want to argue back and forth. The reality with the dude who ended up getting refund is that we sent him an email saying that his brand was done already. We didn't find this out until after we refunded him, right? 
we sent him out an email saying, hey, your brand, is, uh, your brand is done, but maybe it went to his junk file or whatever, right? And then like 15 days after that, we sent him another one because we sent follow-ups. If we say your brand is done and you didn't make your final payment, we send you another one. The second one is when he decided to trip. So looking back on it, we didn't bust his deadline, right? But it's just like, well, your attitude led you. Like, what was that $500 to me? You know, like, yeah. but it, he probably, it, and he probably was like, oh, yeah, I'm hurting him. Yeah, 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 I'm hurting him. That's why, like, that's what some people don't realize. Like, you can go to Target and you can flip out on them because they messed up or this employee doesn't know something. You're not hurting Target. You're hurting yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like that's like if I needed if I needed an umbrella and I got one and it was kind of messed up and I go to Target, oh, this umbrella, I don't even want no umbrella. Now you got to go outside in the rain. You know what I mean? Like, now you got to go outside in the rain. Like, oh. <laughs> But anyways, so it's like me and my partner talk about this all the time. We're like, Vic and this dude got the same email on the same day. And we know how much Vic is making because we cut the check. You know what I mean? But it was just, it was a maturity thing. It was a mentality thing, you know? Yeah. So but that's why you're going to working with these more locals, man. I, I, understand. Yeah, yeah. I see the vision, bro. So it's, it's dope, man. A lot of brands, a lot of brand owners are starting to get their sales. You know, they're making their sales. A lot of people, what they're doing is they're buying a brand and they're letting their wife run it. You know what I mean? So like, they're just creating more income for their family. So I'm like, like I got it. You know what I mean? Of course, we're going to slip and make some mistakes. You know, like there's eight employees, you know, like I went out, me and my partner, and we went out, hired seven, no, six more people. You know, your employees are going to make a mistake. So for instance, a lot of people, We'll never, or not, I shouldn't say we'll never, but have never even been in the position where you're the head of the company, right? So for instance, if it's us three right here, we have a company, right? And Chris is in charge of emails, right? But nobody knows who Chris is. Nobody knows who, I will say you guys are in charge of the emails, right? And nobody knows who you guys are. You guys just work behind the scenes. And then somebody can attack me personally and say, oh, Chris in the rich market don't do this. I'm not going to be like, yo, well, my employees are the ones who didn't do it. I'm the leader of the company. I'm like, all right, cool. Throw like, him you, under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not about to throw him under the bus. So a lot of things that happen, it's like we have to tighten up our, you know, we have to tighten up our team, but I'm not throwing nobody under the bus. Cool, I'll take the hit. You know what I mean? Like, that's the price you got to pay to build this company. You know what I mean? Like, the, the Ridge Market is on, on track to do $1.2 million in our first year. You know? So if that's the cost to pay, if that's the cost to pay to build a million-dollar company, to hand these to hand these people jobs, you know what I mean? Like I've handed people jobs, you know, like I put people on salary for more money than for twice the, the, the national average, you know what I mean? Like people who look like this and I'm giving them jobs, I'm doing this. And if that's the, the price I got to pay, I'll pay it. You know what I mean? I'll pay every time. So. Hey, but that's what it takes to be a leader. You got to be resilient. Yeah, you got to be able to like, bro. you got to be able to stand up against it because people going to attack you from anyway. One, because in America, one of the, Quickest ways people say they'll make some money is by suing somebody. Oh, we, so live, we live in the got, food capital of the you, world. Bro. You gotta be able to stand against stuff like that. People love to hate. People yeah. love to talk and hate. I don't know why it's so easy to say something negative about somebody than it is to say something positive. So, like, you gotta be able to be like, you know what? I'll take a hit on the chin. Yeah. I'll take it and shake it off and yeah. make your team come back stronger. Yeah, you gotta do like Rocky. Go back to the gym, getting that <laughs> that old meat uh thing. <laughs> <The> meat fight. <laughs> That's what I did. I logged off of Twitter, man. I rented a boat in LA and I just rode around. <laughs> and I mean <laughs> But but no, but imagine that. Imagine me the leader of the company and I fold and I'm like, all right, y'all got me. I just I don't even want this whole company anymore. 
Now all my employees are going to be like, I was waiting on my paycheck. I got a family to feed. Y'all got kids to feed. You know what I mean? Like, nah, bro, I'm about to get back to it, get it, because y'all got to, you know, first and foremost, I got to make sure I take care of the team, you know? So, but like I said, most people have never been in the, in the position where they're going to build, you know, a company that can scale this fast. You know, we're only nine months old. The company is nine months old. Of course, we're going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, we're, 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 what happened was I started the Ridge Market when I first started it. I said, um, I'm going to build 10 people brands. I'm going to build 10 people brands for $1,000 a piece, right? Here's my PayPal. Here's what you're going to get. Here's my PayPal, right? 33 people sent me the money in 22 minutes. You know, I'm like, oh, this ain't no side hustle. This is a business, you know? I had 82 people sign up in the first three weeks. 82 times 1,000, 82, $82,000 in three weeks. So what happened was the company took off and I had to go out and say, all right, I need somebody to do this. I need somebody because I can't do it myself anymore. It's way too much. I can't build 82 brands by myself. I got to go build the team. And in building the team, sometimes you hire the wrong people or sometimes they either going to make mistakes and stuff like that, you know? No. <laughs> so for all the criticism. Bro, no, bro, we are learning that right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, but yeah, so y'all might be going through it, but you'll see for all the criticism out there, like, well, not, no, not everybody's going to experience this. You know what I mean? Not everybody's going to be able to scale a business this fast. You know, not everybody's going to build a business that has $100,000 a month. You know, it's just, it don't happen, you know? So I take the hit on the chin and I keep it moving. That's and that's what you got to do, man. Moving. That's what you got to do. Like, so, I'm going to just say this. Apple went bankrupt before, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bro, it's it's crazy because you're playing for the long term. That's why when you all say like, oh, you log, I see that you log back on Twitter and you got back on or whatever. Yeah, because I'm playing for the long run. What's ten days? Think about when the Ridge Market is ten years old. No one's gonna remember Chris got off Twitter for ten days. Nope. You playing for the long run, man. You know it's a marathon. You you really playing. You know you playing for keeps, man. Like I gotta build this business. We are gonna go through ups. We are gonna go through downs. I love you, my brother. But I love how you also like helping change other people's lives too, yeah, because you giving back. Like, like you said, you building people brand. Like, homie did did a thousand the first week. Like, if he stay at it, like he gonna blow up too. So, exactly. big us for that. And then what's crazy too, like if you think about it, we're all men. Eventually, we're gonna have other people to provide for, right? So if I could show if I could show two men how to make money and stand on their own and fish, then you're really affecting like two, three more people because they're going to have kids. They're going to have a wife. They're going to have a girlfriend. You know what I mean? You're affecting people. It multiplies. You know what I mean? You teach a provider how to provide and it multiplies because now you can go teach your sons because the formula to making money, uh, the formula to making money that I live by is never going to change. You know, you get a product, you get a service, you get information. Then you get a place where people can buy that product, service, or information like a website. So, for instance, for y'all listeners out there, somebody should not have to DM you to work with you. Somebody should be able to, because what happens is when you go to sleep and you can't answer DMs, this person might have changed their mind. But you understand when you wake up and you got sales, you're like, damn, man, I was asleep. I made all that money when I was asleep. You know, people need to be able to shop with you without speaking to you. So you need a website, right? So you got your product, your service, your information, you get a website. And then you need to find ways to draw traffic to your website, right? It could be Instagram shout outs. It could be, you know, it could be whatever flyers. You go put flyers on people's cars. You get the traffic, and then boom, people are, it's going to convert. It's a numbers game at that point. So for every thousand people that visit your website, you make a hundred dollars. Then now it's your goal to go get ten thousand people on your website to go get a hundred thousand people on your website. 
because you're playing a numbers game, you know? So, um, but to teach people these things, it's, it's going to remain true as long as the internet exists, you know? And if the internet doesn't exist, then you take the formula, product, service, or information, and you swap out whatever, whatever the internet is. Right? You get your product, your service, your information, you put it into a store, now you need to get people into your store. It's undefeated. You got to have the information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's now, a, I know you mentioned earlier, you say you teach it. You teach us information. So do you have a course for this? Uh, like the, I believe Jared said he took one of your courses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One, of our, one of our partners uh, on drop shipping. No, it's, 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 it's not drop shipping. You're actually building, you know. Oh, the brand building? Yeah, yeah. You're building the brand, you know. So drop shipping is different. So what drop shipping does is. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say. This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You just go source information and then you list it on the website and you get traffic. But the thing is, you don't own that product it's up to the warehouse to ship it out your brand's not on it blah 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 right so think about like two pair of shoes one has a nike symbol and the other one doesn't they're the same shoes which one's going to sell right you're selling the branding you know yeah this is why so this is why i tell people put that money up it because you can start a dropshipping store with no money you know what i mean and if you start a watch company you might have to cough up two grand three grand but it's going to pay off in the long run because once you build a brand you can start charging more for things you know and then you can start creating collectors. You know, like somebody buys uh, one pair of Jordans, they buy another pair of Jordans, another pair of Jordans, another pair of Jordans. So you're not building, you know what I mean? You're not building just a store. You're building an entire brand, you know? So this is why um, I don't teach dropshipping. I don't do dropshipping, none of that stuff. Like you want to own your logo. You want to own your designs. You want to do all these things, you know, whether you're, whether you're doing tabletops or you're doing, or you're selling like whiteboards, you know, like you want to own an actual brand. And then the other side of that is you can sell your brands, right? So another thing that I do that a lot of people don't know is I sell brands that have already been built. So let's say one of you guys built a brand, last year it was hot, this year it's not hot. I just buy that brand and then go find a hustler to sell it to you because you're selling cash flow, right? The same exact way you might, the same way an investor might buy a house that has a tenant in it already, he's just going to use that house for cash flow. You do the same thing with businesses, right? I say, okay, I'll buy this business and I'll sell it to this dude. Yo, you give me, you know, 20 grand and this company's already doing $3,000 a month. So you own one thing, which is the asset, the actual business, and then you're going to receive the cash flow, you know? So I flip businesses too, you know, but that's one of the things I'm looking for is the branding of it. Okay, so I got two things to touch on. Damn. I just forgot about one of them. The second one was the biology book, man. I was on your, uh, I saw that you had posted like your bookshelf one day and like the biology book. Was that like kind of help? That was one of the books you read while you were going through your process because I could see how that book would affect you. I've, I've been listening to it on audio, Audible, but that shit dope. <laughs> I, I read biology and I must have read this in like, I think, 2013 i read it a long time ago but yeah, yeah. You're, it, it talks about it talks about 
why people are spending more for these items or these items. But when they're branding, you're buying into a story. That's what happens, right? So yeah, um, yeah, that's that is one of the books I read like a, a while ago, man, and it all tied in together. You know, the thing about knowledge is is infinite, right? It's like this. Once you teach somebody a skill, you can't unteach them a skill. Both you guys know how to read. If I told you to look at the word information and say, all right, now pretend like you don't know what it says, there's no way you can do it. You know what I mean? Once you know, you'll always know and you can't unknow. Right? So that's what I like about like, you know, teaching people skills. Okay. Okay. And I remember what else I wanted to ask you. Okay. So you said like, you know how you don't do the drop shipping. So where do you store those products that you now own? Like, how does that work? I so doing, I was doing it out of my house for a while, man. I was doing <laughs> so check this out. You could go to a warehouse or you could do it from home. Right. So what I was doing is I was doing it for home. But when I got when 17th got to the point where we we're doing about 15,000 a month, it takes too much time for me to package and ship. Right. So then what I told my brother is, yo, $2.50 for everyone that you send out, right? But we might get 300 units in a month, so he can make a little bit extra money. And now I'm creating little jobs for people around me, you know? Like, yo, you ain't doing nothing. Come here, man. Like, this is how you can make a little bit of money. I'll pay you at the end of the week, right? So I was doing this from my house, man. So I was living in Riverside, California. I was in a two, I was in a three bedroom apartment and it's just watches everywhere, watches everywhere. <laughs> eventually, you know, eventually I moved into a house in Colorado. So I had a basement. And then when I got to the point where I couldn't keep up no more, I just sent it off to a warehouse and they ship it for me, which is really cool because it increased, uh, it, it like increased the shipping time, you know? So I'm not sitting around like, or my brother or whoever else was, you know, helping me out, aren't sitting around and pasting labels and all that stuff. The warehouse will take care of it. Right. So now when you go on the reviews for 17th and you look at the reviews, cause like I let people post reviews, it's always like, yeah, I bought it and it came right away. And that's another thing that hurts. Like, um, uh, Black-owned businesses, right? It's because we're, we we always got to juggle two or three things. Some people are in school, some people are at work. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can't ship right away. So when I finally got it off to a warehouse, then it was shipping like that, you know? And you start building reputation like, oh, these people ship quick. Like one of the main reasons why Amazon blew up is because quick shipping, you know? Like you you know if you buy, you're going to have it in two days. Yeah, Like you said, that that's, that's go back to that, that mindset of like, I gave you $100, I want my product. Yeah, yeah, so the yeah. faster the better. Yeah, when you're when you're a consumer, that's how it works. If I spend a hundred at Walmart, I'm gonna walk out of the store with, you know, all, everything that I just spent a hundred on or a thousand on. When I go to Home Depot, whatever I buy, I get. When you're consu- when you're a producer, it doesn't work that way. So we have to understand that there's patience, right? Like, bro, the watch, the watches. You guys remember when we first started talking? There was a photographer about to leave, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These watches in December. I pay for these watches in December. They're still not out. You know what I mean? Like, imagine going down $8,000 for a bunch of watches and they're still not out, you know, because the manufacturer made a made like a big mistake two, three months ago. And I wanted them to fix it, but even improve the watch. Right. So I'm like, all right, it's, you know what I mean? But imagine if people come at your neck for $30, like you, and you just put up like eight, you know, it's patience. You got to learn patience. They say, all right, it's taking a little bit longer, but this is the best watch I have. You know what I mean? Like, so when I look back, if I'm looking at 17th watches from 30, 40, 50 years from now, when my children are running it or their children are running it, no one's going to remember like this watch took a whole year to come out. That's on me to like bite the bullet and say, all right, we got to come up with something in the meantime, you know, because it's going to look like this watch is probably going to take 10 months to roll out when it should have been 60 days, you know? 
but it's the mindset. It's the mindset of everything. Some people can, some people can develop that patience. Some people can't. And that's the biggest thing with that long-term mindset. You gotta have that patience, man. You gotta be yeah, ten years from now, man. Always. Mm-hmm. Okay, my brother. So we coming up to the last segment uh-huh. of the show. It's called "What's on Your Timeline." So basically, you just say you know whatever was impactful. If you tweeted something, if you saw something, just something you want to speak on. Yeah. Something you feel feel some type of way about and just want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, a really, I guess, common debate that goes along that that goes on often in the world of the realm of finances is debt. Right. Yeah. That is something that pops up all the time. Right. So I want people to understand that the American dream is a debt trap. Right. And it's built for people selling you things. Right. So they say, all right, if I ask my describe the American dream, they live in a nice house, they drive a nice car, they got a good education, they got a good job. Right. Well, in reality, what the debt looks like is they have a car loan. They have a mortgage, yeah. they have credit card bills, so on and so forth, right? And then that bondage, that's what debt is, bondage, right? That bondage will stop you from saying, all right, I'm going to walk away from this job because I want to do my own thing. But you can't because you got all these bills to pay, right? So I want people to start understanding things like that, right? That debt, consumer debt. Consumer debt is not your friend. Does it make sense for you to spend money on your Victoria's Secret card so you can get a better interest to borrow money for your car so you can get a better interest rate to borrow money for your house? You get what I'm saying? Or you could just save up all the money. So basically what we're doing by like leveraging consumer debt because we think we're going to get better interest rates and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you do get a better interest rate, but you're just saying, hey, I borrowed money before. Let me borrow money again. Let me borrow money again. Let me borrow money again. When do you stack the money? When do you actually stack the money? Because you're always giving it away, you know, and, and, and accruing debt at the same time. It's and you gotta pay them back interest, right? So, so you're paying more. So you're paying more. So that's one thing. Consumer debt. That's like one thing that's on my timeline. The next part is um, good debt. You can leverage money. You can leverage other people's money to go finance an opportunity that will make you more money, right? So you could use credit to make more money. Like if I want to buy a house that's, you know, if I want to buy a house that I was going to rent out, if I want to buy a house that was going to, I was going to Airbnb it, you know, or me and my girlfriend moved together. So now I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put some money on a credit card uh, to furnish a place so I can list it on Airbnb. You know, you can leverage money to make money, but if you're the end game, like if you're the, the last consumer on the line, you got got. Because one, you got the debt, and two, you got the interest. You know, so now you're you're climbing from behind just to get to zero, right? So uh, that's like one thing I want people to understand, man. Use money to make money, or don't use you know borrow money to make money, or don't borrow money at all. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> Words, Bars. I told y'all, man. I told y'all, he's coming, drop the Hiroshima bombs, Lord. <laughs> But, uh, but no, but in, in all seriousness, I kind of talked about this on Twitter yesterday. Uh, the amount of opportunities that are available to you if you have $100,000 saved, right? It, it could be less. It could be twenty grand. It could be fifteen grand. But if you have a little bit of money saved, you can say, oh, if I buy this, I can expect, uh, uh, I can expect a 
uh, 17% return, right? That's 17 grand. You just leverage your $100,000 and make $17,000, right? But you never get to that point if you just keep consumer, like consumer debt, right? So if you pay off three $35,000 cars, there goes your hundred grand. You know what I mean? You, Cause you want to drive the nice, nicest whip. And reality, um, how you can use large sums of money is take advantage of other people's misfortune. So this person's about to get foreclosed out of their house or the bank, you know, foreclosed their house. Now you can buy it at a discount, but you'll never get to. And a lot of these times, um, the bank wants cash only. The bank doesn't want to um, hand out another mortgage to a, pro a property they just foreclosed, right? Yeah. But you can't even take advantage of a cash only deal. There's a house right now that's $35,000 that rents for seven fifty dollars a month and the renter's been in there for 10 years, but you don't have the $35,000, but you got a $35,000 car. Mm. right so all about that mentality yeah man it's all about that. the mentality just you know kind of being ready to take advantage of opportunities so i also do got one thing i want to mention for the timeline man this damn face up man. <laughs> <laughs> this damn face up and all these people tripping out over this talking yeah. about some oh man they got the rights to people's faces and names bruh this is information that has been spread all over the internet already for so long. <laughs> for so long. They got face recognition on Facebook. Like literally, if you pop up in somebody's camera, why they taking a picture? They will recognize your face. Yo, let me tell you a trippy story about this. So I posted a picture. It was my aunt's birthday. So my aunt raised me, right? So it was my aunt's birthday. And I, re I remember maybe when I was about seven or eight years old, she took us to Six Flags Magic Mountain for me and my brother, right? So it's a picture of me, my brother, and my aunt. This is, this is 20 years ago, right? It recognized everybody. It recognized everybody. It said, do you want to tag Veronica Lester? Do you want to tag James Johnson? That's crazy. This is 20 years ago. This photo is from 20 years ago, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy, bro. And another thing is everybody who complains about um, like privacy and stuff, the reality is you probably didn't even read the terms and condition when you signed up for an Instagram account. You know what I mean? Like we have no privacy, bro. Like we signed all that away already. <laughs> but hey, one thing I do want to say about Face App is this dude started in 2014, right? The mm. CEO started in 2014. It took him five years to be an overnight success. So let y'all like, you know. Think Let that sink in. How you said marinate like, like neck, neck bowl, bowl juice. juice. <laughs> I got one thing I saw on my timeline too. What's up? What you saw? Yeah, what y'all got on y'all timeline? Man, I saw that uh, article. Is like the government's supposed to be running out of money in September. Like that shit's crazy to me. But like, whenever you really know how money works and know where the source of money comes from, you're like. What does that actually money, like? What does it actually mean for like what's gonna go on deeper, like the economy? Because what they might do is just raise the debt ceiling, print out some more money. The yeah, the do yeah. dollars just gonna weaken. So now, yeah, talking so, about cutting interest rates. Yeah. So look, this is this is one thing that like another thing I want people to pay attention to, right? I want you to pay attention to your own thoughts your own goals, your own like objectives, because there's breaking news every single day and it's all meant to distract you, right? I'm 27 years old. I've been seeing breaking news for the last 22 years, you know, since I stopped paying attention to the news. 
almost nothing affects my personal life other than my own decisions. You get what I'm saying? So I would say I would give the news one thing, which is 9-11, because I went and fought in the war. So that affected my life. That was breaking news. Everything else, these scares here, these scares there, the newest diseases, the newest scandals, none of that shit affects your personal life, right? What's going to happen yeah. with this debt ceiling is there's going to be a standoff between, you know, Congress and the president, and then they're going to raise the debt ceiling. So then you need to understand that, okay, if they raise the debt ceiling and we can keep borrowing more money, where are we borrowing money from in the first place, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Like, um, I get it. The, the, the government is not in control of its own money, right? We just print money every single day. So whatever... If you get a dollar today, it's going to be less valuable than a dollar tomorrow, right? They just keep getting printed. You're not going to see this until 20 years. We call that inflation. But all this shit is just distractions, bro. It's just distractions. It's just so the way I, the economy works. Yeah, like, so I don't get my health right, or I don't get my, my, my wealth right, or I don't spend time with my loved ones. You know what I mean? Fucking cut the news off. My bad for cussing. <laughs> it's cool, bro. <laughs> I, like I really don't watch like yeah. all the other news. I do like to keep up with the economy. I was just scrolling through the feed, and I was like, "That's interesting," because I thought of it the same way, like just the inflation side. So I was yeah. like, "Like I already know what's gonna do." Yeah, this is interesting to me. Excellent. Keep it going, right? But look, this is this is what this is what I mean by staying in control of your own attention, right? People don't understand how the economy works in the first place, but when something gets published in the news, all of a sudden they're experts. All of a sudden, we're all experts on we know what the government should do. Let's focus on our own money. You know what I mean? Let's focus on the money that that's going in and out of your household, or in and out of your pocket. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not no like economic genius. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't tell you what's gonna go on in the world, but I can tell you today I made more money than I spent, which is gonna help my family out. You know, so it's just staying in control of your attention. But yeah, what else y'all got for me? Y'all got anything else? Shit. I don't know, bro. You got anything, Jalen? Nah, man. I was just about to ask you if you got anything else, man. We... I, yeah, I got through my notes, man. Yeah, man I more appreciate more. you, man. This was a this is a dope episode. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> man, we just released 17. If only we had made it happen earlier, though. Yeah, could have that would have been a fire ass promo with it. <laughs> oh, I got one more gem for y'all for y'all timeline, man. So I want everybody on the time, everybody watching this to realize that you're the CEO of your own life, right? And you don't have to consume information or products all the time. You can start producing some. So think of your Instagram as a way to promote yourself. Think of your Instagram, think of your Twitter as your resume. You know what I mean? Start like jumping these conversations when people are having debates about this and that, as long as it's productive, you know, should you buy, should you buy this car out in cash? Should you borrow it and use the money for whatever? Start jumping into these debates, start talking about things, start learning things, you know, and, uh, and kind of like slim down your timeline. You following people that don't offer no information or no good entertainment, go ahead and whack them. You know what I mean? If it ain't the black world renaissance, go ahead and whack them. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. That, that's, I swear, that was part of the reason we wanted to create this shit. Because I just wanted a safe space in social media. Yeah, like, myself, man. Like, on my timeline, on Black Love Renaissance, like, it's just, you just see, all I, I see is yeah. the type of stuff that I want to see. Yeah. Like, the, that positive the, program. Yeah, like, the law of attraction, too. Though. Like, we seeing it. Like, it ain't no reason for us not to get it. Like, there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to help so many people because we're not looking at the negative stuff all the time. Yeah. Our mind is like you said, we focus, we, we focusing on different things. 
Yep. So, so, so this is what your timeline looks like, right? Drama, 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 drama. How to rebuild your credit score. Drama, 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 drama. You're going to overlook the important information. So we're overlooking valuable information in exchange for viral information. Ooh. Like that. I want people to like, you know, start taking control of your attention, man. That's your attention span. I, there's a lot of people I don't follow on social media, man. I love them to death. I don't like what you post, bro. And I'm not going to feel guilty about it. You know what I mean? You talk about dumb stuff all day. Yeah, hey, I feel you, bro. That's, I that's get, the energy I'm on. I control too. what I want to see, man. You yeah. can't be mad at me. <laughs> I don't want to see you posting up shirt and just holding the yappas like that. <laughs> I'll let you watch what I'm doing, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that's how I feel, man. Like, these dudes, I, I get it, bro. You smoking in your car. You got something on you. Okay, cool, you know? That's a nice pistol, by the way. I'm not following you, though. You know? Like, yeah. and it, these other people are like, all right, man. I didn't see how many times you went to the beach every weekend. You laid out the pool in a bikini. That's cool, you know? But it's distracting when I could be following a channel like this and learning something. You know? I could be following somebody like Todd Millionaire who's dropping gems. You know, like, I could yeah. be learning about these things that are going to impact my life directly. Yeah. Shout out to Todd, man. Yeah. Man, it's, it's, it's a lot of dope shit going on. Like, that's what I love about the internet yeah, so much. Man, I say this like, shit all the time, bro. I love the internet. Me man. too, bro. Because it's like, <laughs> you can wake up one morning and connect with somebody in Nigeria. And like, y'all do some dope shit together. And you can wake up the next morning, you're talking to somebody from Spain. And y'all collab. And y'all change people's lives. Like, the internet is so lit like bro, i'm not even talking like that like i'm just talking about like in america itself right now like the ability it, for black people exactly. to network too right now like people have voices who otherwise would have been quiet you know what i mean because yeah. we know the news ain't gonna represent us this way but i can follow this account and just, there yeah. you go let's look at this dude he's doing his thing you know i don't need these people to tell me what my people are up to because i know what you're gonna show me you're gonna show me the, the, the shootings in chicago i know what you're gonna show me you know what i mean yeah it's more than to our culture than just the dumb shit. The dumb shit's a part of our culture, but there's more to our culture. So we want to highlight people who are doing their thing, you know? And then we're going to be slower to start hating on people or slower to dismiss people, you know what I mean? Like, you know, this person putting out good information, don't put out good for information because it's going to change somebody's lives. Most definitely, man. That's our whole goal with this, change somebody's life. Bro, I'm going to tell, tell, tell you what I think about the internet, too. So check this out. One day... Both of y'all grandchildren are gonna look y'all up on the internet. They'll be like, I'm proud of my grandpa. You know what I mean? Like, this stuff is. Funny. I ain't never thought about that shit. Damn. That's fine. That just gave me like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, harder right bro. Now. Like, like, you, <laughs> you don't know what you just did, bro. You, like, think about it right now. When you, if you guys were to look up your grandparents, you know, you're not gonna find that much information about them. You might find a birth record or whatever. Right, but you know, if you're curious about your family, you look up your dad. You know, you look. I look at my parents' arrest records. Like, okay, what you get arrested for? You know. But imagine when my grandchildren look me up, they'd be like, "Damn, my grandpa would jump, jump, uh, dropping gems." You know. But more importantly, when you're gonna look back in history, you're gonna be like, people are gonna learn about the social media takeover. You know, they're gonna learn about how social media came about, right? And some people, like your grandkids, might be sitting in class, like, "Man, if I was around in 2014, 2015, 2019." I would have been hustling. I would have been doing this. And then you go look you up and you was just posting memes all day. Like, damn, grandpa, we could have been rich. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's the same way. Like, we kind of going through this right now in California. So all the people who bought houses in the 80s and in the 90s, the houses are, you know, tripling in value. So then you look back at your parents and you say, why don't we have, why didn't we, why didn't y'all buy a house in 1991? 
for, for $80,000. You know what I mean? Why don't you buy a house 85 for 80 grand? It's worth $600,000 now. You know, the same, same way we look back and say, damn, like, what was our parents doing? You know, some people do, you know, some people's parents did take advantage of that. It's the same thing going on right now. Everything you put on the internet is going to be written in history, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So how you went, you went, like, you can't, you know, our grandparents could tell us whatever. Your grandpa could tell you he was a G and all this stuff, yeah. right? I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell my grandson, like, oh, you think I was playing? You think I was playing, you know? Yeah, but let me show you something real. When I was 27, look at this PayPal notification. You, <laughs> you understood? You think you was fly? Here I go in Mexico, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's real. This stuff is written in history yeah, right yeah. now. You know what I mean? So It's going to be out there for like, it's crazy how people really, but people don't look at stuff like that. That goes back no. to that long-term mentality. Like if you think in long-term, you're you going to look at that like, bro, Different aspects, man. Yeah, you yeah. just go. You just got all them view angles. Yeah, like Jay Z said, I mean, he said, "My mind's thinking longevity until I'm 70." Yeah, yeah. He was dropping, man. Dude was dropping jewels so long ago, man. So Jay been Jay been dropping jewels, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is me, this is 1996. He was saying stuff like this, you know. So, yeah, man. It was uh, but yeah, that it's it's real. Like you, a lot of people can't see themselves as an older person. Right. A lot of people can't like because they're too stuck in the now. They, they only focus on what's right in front of them. Yeah. A lot of people can't say what type of 60 year old am I going to be? But whether you think you're going to be this type of 60 year old or you're not, you're going to be a 60 year old. You know what I mean? Majority of us are going to live until we hit 60. And then we're going to look at 60 like, damn, I wasted my 20s. I wasted my 30s. I wasted my 40s. I wasted my 50s. You know what I mean? Not me. <laughs> Not I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, what do you think you fly? <laughs> Check this out, man. How do you think we pay for this boat? Your grandpa was hustling. Yeah. <laughs> and more important, my business partners and their kids, like, look, man, look what your kids built for you. You know what I mean? Look what your grandpa built for you. Look what like, your grandpa uh, trying to advise. That's like, that community so, wealth. Trying to build that community wealth. Because it's not cool. You're taking it to another level. Bro, I'm talking about. It ain't gonna be no more cookout. We're gonna have a cook cookout on the Mafia Coast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, got, I got everybody's plane ticket, you know what I mean? Except you, you know what I mean? Because you're great. <laughs> but it's it's for real. Look at the opportunities that are available for us, man. And we could change the whole narrative of our of our family's like history, you know? Like, so whether whether you came up poor, whether you came up, you know, with a silver spoon, the internet leveled the playing field. Yeah. Oh, I seen some. I seen somebody on um th this black chick on on Twitter. She she knows Spanish. So what she was doing was holding weekly Spanish classes. Right. Give her fifty bucks and you get. So it was a sixteen week program. She sold thousands of things. Fifty dollars. She's sitting around <laughs> teaching people Spanish. You don't need to go to the university. You gonna go to the university and spend X amount, or go to a community college and spend X amount. Give her fifty dollars and go to her 12, 16 week program. That's wow. That's oh, crazy. Oh, it leveled the playing field. We all know how to do something. Or if you don't know how to do something, learn how to learn. Do it. And then turn around and charge people for it. Yep. I can edit your photos. I can edit your videos. I can chop up your podcast. This is what I can do. Back in the day where I'm from, there was the dudes that, there was the mechanics. There was the, the bootleg men. There was people like, who did certain things. We just moved this online. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't need the DVD bootleg man, but now I could be the, the file your LLC guy. You know what I mean? Like, I can follow your LLC. I could do this for you. I could show you how to do this. I could design a logo for you. I could build you a website. Hey, you need a website? Like, stop telling people to DM you. I'll build you this website. Send me $75 on Cash App right now. Boom, done. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's there. It leveled the playing field.
But yeah. you build or you bullshit, one of the two. I, I love that's one of my favorite things. You building or you bullshitting, bro. Building or you bullshit, man. So man, I hope y'all y'all viewers got something out of this, man. Hey man, oh, yeah, we man. hope they got some out of this too. Actually, if they I didn't, out of this, I need man. you to re-listen to it because you need to clean your ears. This shit, this some hot fire, man. Balls. Uh, man, Jay. let's let's get into a little housekeeping for uh before we wrap it up, man. What what we got coming up? Oh yeah, man. On a uh, Wednesday. By the time y'all hear oh, this, yeah, though, it's, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be yeah. It's, but Dang. we we still got our meetup happening in Dallas. Uh, I don't even want to mention Wednesday, it Wednesday, July twenty fourth. <laughs> It's a free networking event. We just like gonna have we partnering up with a company out there called Artis Agency. Uh I got introduced to them through a friend. They have like their own little millennial mixer events going on already. So we just hopping on as sponsors. We're gonna bring some people through. Yeah, and it's just gonna be a little networking event. Man, yeah. I'm down to come through, man, shake some hands, you know, drop the gems on the folks. Hey bro. That, that was definitely like that's what we we trying to do. We just trying to, you know. This is going to be our first one, so yeah. we're trying to represent Black Wolf Renaissance to the fullest. Like, we want this to be like a real BWR yeah. type of wave. That's dope. Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all for tuning into the podcast every week. We are constantly, constantly growing. We thank y'all for getting our numbers. We thank y'all for our new listeners. Thank you to the international, the people that's here. Uh, y'all check out our website yeah. at www.blackwealthrenaissance.com uh, go check out what we got. We got free tools and resources. We got the mortgage calculator, the yeah. debt calculator. We got uh, real estate agents, black real estate. Real estate. Real to direct uh, uh, we got courses. We got courses up there from uh, Chris Williams on how to build your business. Yeah. Uh, Charm City Buyers. Charm City Buyers. Uh, got educational opportunity zones. We got, uh, you want to learn analyze how to a property. You want to learn how to flip mobile homes? We got that too. So y'all definitely go check out the website. And yeah, I those programs from that from those people. Oh really? That's how yeah, I do. Like, yeah, I seen I seen uh, you posted them or something. I yeah, Byron. Byron, Byron and Charlize. That's our yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. See, that's yeah. that's the purpose of what y'all doing. Y'all connecting. Yeah. yeah really. So y'all definitely go buy a course. It's, it's not just to sell you something. It's to help change your life, to help connect you to people. Some people, they, they want to give out the information, but they don't want people to waste their time. So sometimes you got to invest in yourself and show people that, hey, I'm serious. Yeah. Um, but once again, we thank y'all for tuning in. Um, I don't have anything else to say. What you got, David? I ain't got shit. Y'all have a good one. All right. This is Black on Thriller signing out. Peace. Peace. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. 